Tim Hiller is a former NFL quarterback and co-owner of Next Level Performance. Next Level works with athletes on sports-specific training, focusing especially on leadership and character development. Tim, welcome to the program. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Rick. It's good to be here. Your story is one of remarkable perseverance. A top 10 all-time quarterback in the state of Ohio when you finished high school, you suffered a broken collarbone in your senior year. You get just one D1 scholarship offer and that from Western Michigan. And then in your freshman season, you end that with a knee injury that required extensive surgery and you redshirted during the 2006 season. How difficult was that road back, uh, both mentally and physically for you? You know, it was it was tremendously difficult because, you know, especially my freshman year in 2005, I was I was 18 years old and, and away from home, and, and that's such a growing period of, of so many, you know, uh, young teenagers' lives, and, and for me to add in that injury, I mean, it was really outside of the collarbone, the first time I'd ever been injured. Uh, it was certainly the first time I'd ever had surgery, and it was a very significant injury. I tore my, uh, you know, my ACL and MCL and PCL in my right knee, and so you know, there were some doubts as to, you know, the timeline and, and would I be as mobile as I could be when I came back. And, um, it, it really was a, created a period of, of searching and seeking in my life um, around, you know, wow, this could end. Um, you know, I can't take this for granted the way I used to. And so it really forced me to grow up in a hurry. And I, I think it really shaped um, the way I led the team and the way I looked at the opportunity to play football moving forward in, in future years of my career. When you finally did return in 2007, you again played through pain and needed a, a surgery in the off season. Then in 2008, you set team records. You led the league in a number of offensive categories, the whole while playing with injuries, and then another torn ACL that led to a third surgery during the off season. Did you ever feel like just giving up, or perhaps, though, it wasn't God's plan for your life? You, you know, I think there were moments where you, you just said, man, again, <laughs> you know, again, we've We've been through this multiple times. I think I really felt that in 2008. You know, that was a game. The game I was injured was um, a special day for our family. We, we played the University of Illinois. Uh, we were at Ford Field in Detroit uh, playing them there, and it was kind of a home game for us just on a neutral site. Um, we won that game. And, and, you know, to knock off a Big Ten opponent, uh, as well as, you know, my grandfather played at the University of Illinois and won a Rose Bowl there in 1952. And so there were just all these special backstories. And, um, you know, I got hurt in the third quarter and finished the game and, and, you know, didn't think the injury was too significant and then found out later that week, uh, you know, over the weekend into the next opponent's week that, um, my ACL was torn and it, it was, it was devastating in many ways because I'd already been through that. Um, we had three games left to play and so it was kind of one of those things where you, you know, you prayed and you asked for strength and you said, why is this happening? And, and you really had to get step back and say, God, what, what is the lesson that you have here? Um, uh, you know, how, not how do I get out of this situation, but what am I here to get out of this? Um, what lesson is there to be learned? And so um, it, it was really in that situation a lesson of total dependence. I mean, um, to, you know, get through the, the day each day and the pain you were in and to play three games on that torn ACL before the surgery, it was it was intense. And um, much like, you know, we might fast in our spiritual life, it was really uh, a total act of dependence and, and really, you know, his, his grace to carry me through. Well, amazingly, you came back yet again. You played well enough, got yourself an invite to the NFL Combine, finished your career as the all-time Western Michigan leader in yards, touchdowns, and a few other categories. One has to wonder, are you are you just flat-out tough or are you stubborn? <laughs> Some of both, my wife will tell you. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it really was um, it was two things. Again, it was it was the grace of God. It was faith. It was prayer. It was um, knowing that He had a plan for all this. And then, and, and there was some determination in there that you know a single-minded goal and a single-minded focus that really wasn't so much about me and what I wanted, but was about the team. And being in a situation where I knew the team needed me, um, 
I knew that we would be um, better if I could be at the helm and, and offer my leadership um, in some form, even if I wasn't 100% physically. And, and it was that grit about doing it for my teammates that, um, you know, really made a difference. And so um, there are lessons from that that I carry with myself to this day. And, you know, you mentioned next level at the, the start of the interview. I mean, those are the type of lessons that we want to implant in the student athletes because if they can take an experience like uh, one of difficulty that they have to persevere through, that will serve them well the rest of their life if they understand how to get through that time. Um, whether it be, you know, as a husband, as a, as a, you know, father or mother, as an employee, as a college student, they can really take those lessons that are, are formed through that adversity that sport can create and uh, apply it in the rest of their life. And so uh, that's what we try to do. And um, I simply view it as sharing, sharing my experiences and gifts and talents with others. Yeah, I want to ask you more about that in a minute. But before I do, um, just you were signed by the Colts as an undrafted free agent in 2010. You got to work around guys like Frank Reich, who in our neck of the woods here in western New York, very popular, uh, Peyton Manning. What was the most impactful thing you took away from your time with them? Yeah, oh boy, there's so many. Um, you know, when you you go in and, and watch Peyton work, I think it was a, a real shining example of truly mastering your craft. I mean, I think um, I think there's balance that needs to be had in our lives, but I think when you, you watch Peyton operate, he was someone who truly did everything he could in his power to master his craft. And, and I think um, I think we're called to do that in our life, you know. And, and obviously, again, we're, you know, we have families, we have different commitments. Um, in different parts of our life. So one thing shouldn't be all consuming, but to really hone in on being the very best you can be and not accepting anything less than excellence in, in whatever it is that you choose to do or whatever situation or, or job or role that you're in in your life. Um, that, that's what I really saw from him. I mean, he had done this for years and years and he did it one day at a time. You know, he'd come in and man, we, we met at five in the morning. Uh, I became a coffee drinker because of my time with Peyton Manning. You know, we, we were in there at 5 a.m. Uh, many days out of the week, but that's the way we worked, and we all learned to work that way. And we all had specific tasks that we would support him with in terms of film study and different different things he wanted to know. And um, that's what I really learned from him. And I think I really saw humility in action from a guy like Frank Rice. I mean, it's it's no easy task coaching a guy like Peyton Manning. And Frank was such a great player himself, you know, many years behind Jim Kelly, and and then of course, you know, led one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history when he got his opportunity to play. And um, Frank is is a solid Christian man, someone I think the world of, and um, really learn, you know, the value of not only hard work but also humility. And he really had a great understanding of how to how to gel well with Peyton, how to, um, you know, sometimes humble himself as a coach and defer to Peyton's knowledge. And uh, I just learned a great deal from both of them. We're talking with Tim Hiller, athlete, coach, speaker, co-owner of Next Level Performance. After all you went through and all you worked for to get to where you were, how difficult was it for you when the Colts released you? Oh boy, you know it was tremendously difficult. Uh, it's such a, it's such a swift thing, you know. And, and there were some other opportunities for me after that um, that you know I was let go again. And, and it's it's you feel rejected. Um, you really do. I mean, um, it, it's part of the business. It's part of being in that profession. It's it's not necessarily welcome, but it's a reality. And uh, it's so swift. You know, I remember when the day I got let go. I mean, I was I was back sleeping on my in-laws' couch. You know, that night about eleven o'clock midnight, wondering, you know, man, what happened? You know, eight hours ago I was. I was going to meetings and, and here I am uh, back in Michigan wondering, you know, all right, who's going to call next? And I think what athletes experience, and, and I, I admit I experienced it, is a loss of purpose or identity. And so, you know, you, you've worked your whole life. I mean, you put all this time and effort and energy into your sport, into your craft, you know, what I just talked about, mastering your craft. And then you kind of get kicked to the curb and there's a sense of, 
well, who am I now and what else can I do and what, is it, what other gifts and talents do I have? And the reality is, is that you do have other gifts and talents and you have a lot more life and you will spend a lot more of your life doing other things than being an athlete. You know, it's, it's a part of who you are, but it is not who you are. It's what you do. And so um, that was hard. I mean, that was um, a, a difficult challenge for me. There were many, you know, emotional nights and wondering, you know, man, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this happening? But um, it's in those moments you really have to step back and, and realize, you know, God is sovereign to the plan. You get a will for your life and other gifts and talents that you can use in different ways. And you can use your story. I mean, much like we're, we're doing right now, use your story to help other people. And so, um, you know, there, there's been good in that, in that difficult time, but it was a real challenge. And I see a lot of guys that struggle with that, that transition into life after the game, um, you know, just because they, they lose that sense of purpose and they have to realize that, you know, football or whatever sport you play is not the ultimate. Um, you know, First Timothy 4 talks about that, you know, physical training is of some value, but spiritual training is of value in all things for this life and the life to come. And, um, you know, you really have to take hold of that and, and realize that uh, there's a bigger picture here. On top of all you dealt with and staying on the field, you somehow managed to maintain a 4.0 GPA while you were at school. You finished with your degree in your hand. You have an incredible background for your motivational speaking. Can you share a little about your ministry and what you like to share with people when you talk? You know, I, I love to talk about the, the concept of leadership, and especially with young people, because um, there's so many definitions. I mean, more than any other topic that there are books written about out there, it's all about leadership and, and what is it and how do we do it and what does it look like. And I think in the world of athletics, and this is why I'm so passionate about Next Level, is um, there are misperceptions about leadership in the athletic realm. Uh, what does it look like? You know, and I, I, I would provide a visual case study for the audience around, you know, uh, the Miami Dolphins and that whole bullying situation, Richie Incognito. There are situations in athletics where the people think the loudest person is the leader. And I think in that locker room, we saw a prime example of the loudest person being the leader and getting his way. And that's just not true. I mean, we all have gifts. We all have talents. We've all been given God-given abilities. And we are to lead where we are. We're to use those gifts and talents and the way we're wired to lead from that. We're not to be someone that we're not. We don't have to be loud if that's not our style. Um, we can lead from our gifts because that's, you know, anything else is disingenuous. We're, we're strongest in our leadership when we're being who we are and who God designed us to be. And so I get very passionate about that topic. And I really think leadership is service. And so, um, you know, a, a message really around putting others ahead of yourself is, is something that I always try to convey and try to leave every group that I'm fortunate enough to be with. Uh, leave them with a challenge or a takeaway or something tangible that they can actually uh, apply and do um, as they go back and, and into their places of work or school or wherever they might be. So um, those are things that, that really, really get me excited, and, and I try to just share a lot of practical stories that I've experienced, successes and failures. Next Level does some sports-specific training. I, your website said it's focusing uh, especially on leadership and character development. Can you talk a little bit about Next Level and what that's all about? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's something that we, we've only been around about a year. And what we've invested um, a lot of our time in is building out a comprehensive leadership and character development curriculum and material um, that really we feel connects with student athletes, particularly middle school and high schoolers, but even into early college, um, that's relevant and that connects with them in our media-driven world. We use a lot of imagery and, imagery and analogies and, and things that kids can connect with, as well as personal stories from our own lives. And um, essentially, if you think of it in terms of products, we really offer three or four. We, um, we do several speaking engagements where we'll partner with a school or an athletic department, and, and we'll go in and do workshops and, and leadership conferences and speaking with, with students, specifically student-athletes. Um, we have an arm of our business that's, that's small, and it's new, and it's growing, and right now we're only in the volleyball market, but we 
um, we have a travel kind of club team. And those teams, uh, at every clinic they have, and then when they have tryouts here later in March and play some of their season, um, they'll get some leadership content at every single practice uh, to make one of the rosters. Um, and then, we, you know, we do some strength and conditioning and speed and agility training that that really is um, agnostic or indifferent of the sport. So it, it will benefit you in terms of injury, injury prevention, getting stronger uh, and faster. And every session that you do there, again, is accompanied by leadership development uh, material. And then we do the sport-specific training. So we focus right now on football and baseball primarily. We do do some volleyball work, and, and we're branching into soccer. And we hope to grow that offering to encompass more and more sports uh, as we grow as a business. But, again, every session, whether it be a private individual, um, a small group, or a team, is a company with some leadership development material and take-home uh, takeaways. And so that's really the focus. We want to be known as the leadership development people and the character development people. Uh, and the vehicle we just happen to use to do that is sports um, because we feel like we have kids' hearts and minds and passions captured uh, in that environment. And so that's really the model. Um, it's a little different in that we lead with that rather than the training. The training is high quality. There's no doubt you're going to get, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, better with us. But we, we want to focus on the things that really last and, and will last far beyond an athletic career. With all you went through, God clearly uh, has been playing a part, leading you down a particular path, setting you up for this this career. Can you talk a little bit about when you first came into a relationship with Christ, first became a believer? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was very blessed to be raised in a, in a faith-centered home and, 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 you know, church every Sunday and, and devotional time around the table and prayer were things that were uh, ingrained in my life through my whole childhood. And I would have told you when I was in high school and I was under my parents' roof uh, that I was a believer, that I was a Christian. But um, I, I, now, I now know that I actually wasn't, and my faith was really my parents' faith. And so for me, um, uh, I came to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord in 2007 when I was away at school, and it was on, on the verge. Or I'm sorry, on the backside of those injuries and those trials and those challenges. And, you know, I had been faithful and I was going to church, but it was a lot of, you know, really discipline and less relationship. And so in 2007, um, I really had my blow, my doors blown off spiritually uh, at an FCA camp uh, held at Albion College. And I was a counselor at that camp and I was working it with my, my then girlfriend, uh, now wife, um, and was a huddle leader and was, you know, leading um, the football players through, through drill work and then leading Bible study with them at night, different things. And, um, I really came to see that I, you know, I was so invested in my sport and football, but it was really more about me and it was more about the team and more about winning games. And I was able to, to really understand, um, God's plan for me in that, in that camp, which was to use the platform of athletics where I had a captive audience because our society is fascinated with sports to take that platform and use it to further the gospel and to use it to impact lives. Um, you know, my life first has, has become Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as though serving the Lord and not men. And so I really came to that full understanding of, of that purpose and also just that awareness of my sin and that I needed Jesus uh, in my life. And so it was then that I gave, gave my life to Christ uh, in 2007 and um, had to look back and, you know, there's been a lot of adventure and he's used me in different ways, but, but he's always been faithful. So. Tim Hiller is a former NFL quarterback. He's the co-owner of Next Level Performance. Tim, how can, uh, how can we pray for you? Oh, I, I appreciate that. I, I need lots of prayer. And, you know, I would, I would pray for, um, the work we're doing against, uh, for student athletes through next level. Um, you know, we, we see a culture in athletics that, uh, uh, we don't like and we want to change. And there's lots of good things going on. Um, but we want to highlight those things and we want to train, uh, teenagers and student athletes to use the time that they have as an athlete because most of them are not going to go on to play in college or professionally. And so the time they have, if we can do that well, you know, from sixth grade all the way through 12th, and maybe if they do get a chance to, to go on to college and play, if we can use that time 
um, and teach them these valuable lessons so that they can take them and apply them to their life beyond the game. Um, we're going to have more successful people in our society who stand for the right thing. And so that's, that's something that, uh, you know, we would ask for prayer for. I mean, we just want to follow God's will and whatever that is for next level. Um, but that, that's our heart and our, our, our passion. And, um, we feel like we're really helping kids find their purpose and, um, you know, trying to do it in a, a discipleship type model. So, um, we, we, we appreciate those prayers and that support. Tim, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope we have a chance to do this again soon. But before I let you go, do you want to give your website, tell folks how they can get a hold of you or possibly find out more about your ministry or even have you come out and speak? Absolutely, yes. Um, so I do a lot of personal engagements as well as what we do with Next Level. Um, so you can learn more about my personal work at www.timhiller.com. And you can also learn more about Next Level Performance at www.nl, that's NL for Next Level, nlathlete.com. Uh, we're on social media as well. You can search for Next Level on Facebook, and I'm on there. And, and we'd love to connect with anyone and, and uh, learn more. So please reach out through the site. Um, we'd love to meet you. And, and, Rick, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. So thank you for your ministry. Thanks again, Tim. He's Tim Hiller, former NFL quarterback. You can find out more information, timhiller.com. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Brought to you by the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions.